0: Day on
1: Transforming Lives. It is the same with the Holy Spirit. We need to be tuned in to His presence. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: They... Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, is a multicultural, missions-oriented Disciple making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: Amen. Praise God. Open your Bibles, please, to Proverbs chapter 3. verses 1 to 6, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace
0: they will add to
1: you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you.
0: Bind them around your
1: neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, quicken, strengthen, perfect your will in the lives of your people. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. There is none like you. We just magnify your name. Holy Spirit, I claim your sufficiency. I thank you, Lord, for all that you are going to do. Speak to me and through me. I pray for your people, hoping their understand, give their minds to understand, wills to obey, and heart to believe. I just thank you, Lord, that your word will penetrate their lives and bring freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. We, um, we are continuing our series on the communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We, um, we started the series a couple of weeks ago, and then we had to break for Easter um, and we need to continue it. We have just two more messages that's today and, and on Wednesday and then we'll go into something else. But we want to continue our series and today we want to teach concerning um, the Spirit-filled life. Say with me. So the Spirit-filled, spirit-filled. Life. life. Amen. The last time we ministered on this um, um, in this series, we shared with you concerning the unlimited power Uh, or the sixth principle of the Holy Spirit that is unlimited power. And we share with you four reasons why um, the Holy Spirit provides unlimited power to the believer. One is that the same anointing that was upon Jesus is the same anointing that is made available to us. Two, the believers were eyewitnesses of all that Jesus did, and so God uh, uh, made it available. Also, the Holy Spirit provides unlimited power because He to equip the church. And then last but not the least, the purpose of the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit is for fellowship. Amen. God wants to build a relationship with us and God wants to infuse our lives so that we can be able to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Today now we want to talk about the the Spirit-filled life and we want to share with you four basic principles of the spirit filled life and that that is acknowledging the abiding presence of the holy spirit if you will live a spirit filled life you need to acknowledge the abiding presence of the holy spirit you have to be conscious of the holy spirit you also you need to trust god with all your heart or to trust what jesus has made available unto us number 3 you need to seek the perfect will of god there is a perfect will There is a permissive will. The Bible tells us in Romans there is a good, reasonable, and faithful will. We need to seek the perfect will of God. And then last but not the least, you need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. So let's look at each one of these principles and help us to be able to grow in our walk as we live a Spirit-filled life. So the first thing is to acknowledge the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, I have a question for us. What is the formula for success? Have you ever asked yourself that question, that there are some people who seem to experience success, and others experience failure, or no matter what they do, they, um, they, they, they just continue to experience failure? Uh, what's, what, what do you think is the formula for success? I mean, There are many self-help books or many motivational books and you can go on the market just, and even you will go on, on Google and you just type what's the formula for success. There will be a lot, whole lot of different books. But I'm here to let you know that God has already written in his words what will make you successful. Amen. And over and over, if you read the scriptures, over and over you will find that, that the scriptures is filled with how to become successful. How to live successful. How to Experience the grace and the power of God, and how to uh, minister in all that God in your full potential. It is in the Scripture, and if we can go into the Scripture and find these things and learn what the Bible says, we will be successful. Amen. You see, success is not basically what your neighbor uh, um, say or what your family say or what other people say. Success is actually what God says. Success is. Amen. And so it's important for us to understand. Now, if you read the, um, take the Bible. The, the the Bible is a classic book. It's the bestseller uh, for over for so many different centuries. And no matter how, it is still the world bestseller, or most sold book than any other book in the world. Okay, why? It's because the Bible is the Word of God. Amen. It it, it contains. Um, it's the, the, the Word of God, and also it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so you can trust the the Bible. You can trust what God said. And if God created you, then obviously God knows better than you. Amen? He knows what you need in order to be successful. Amen? But I want to take some time and just look at some uh, uh, um, examples concerning how uh, um, other people in the scripture and uh, you know, uh, uh, apply the principles in the scripture, and they experience great success. Um, if you go to Acts chapter 3, um, you'll see there is a story there of a man, the Bible tells us, who were, uh, uh, was crippled for, from birth, and he, he was uh, placed at the temple every day for 38 years. That's a long time to be placed at the temple, amen, right at the gate and not entering. That's a long time for you to be at the gate and not enjoying the benefit, amen. The Bible says that this man was lame and he was there for 38 years. Uh, But there is another twist to the story because the Bible says two disciples of Jesus, Peter and John, were going to the temple on a particular day to pray. Say thank God for men and women who pray. Say it again, say it like you mean it. Say thank God for men and women who seek God in prayer. Amen. The Bible says Peter and John will go into the temple that day for prayer. Now if you if you if this man had been put at the gate of the temple for thirty eight years, that means Peter and John had seen this man to the temple over and over and over again. That means even Jesus himself saw him and passed by him. Amen. And so the Bible is telling us, it's giving us a picture here of somebody who was in a desperate state, who was in a defeated state, who was sick and he had no way to uh, um, remediate his situation and he was reduced to a beggar. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says on that particular day that when Peter and John encountered this man, he was begging for alms. Now, think about it. This man could have received alms from everybody, and even, even if they have given all they possessed, he will still be laying at the temple. Even if Peter and John had given him all the money in the world, he would still be late. His situation was not so much of what he could get. His situation was to be delivered. He needed the power of God, the grace of God, and the uh, ability of God to change his situation and his circumstances. Because the Bible tells us day and night, uh, um, morning and evening, um, every day, every week, every year, every month, this man was placed to the temple begging for us. On this particular day, something happened. Peter and John was on their way, but they had also been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were in the upper room when the Spirit of God came on the day of Pentecost. They had experienced the indwelling, the promise of the Father that Jesus talked about, they had uh, uh, um, come out from that uh, uh, upper room experience. Peter had preached. 30,000 members had been saved and, 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 and come into the church. And that day, as they walked into the temple and they saw this man, something happened. There was a love and there was a, 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 a genuine uh, um, yearning towards this man to help, to bring help. And the Bible tells us that Peter... Her, uh, uh, um, and John looked at him and said to the man, "Look on us, amen." And, and when they said, "Look on us," you can imagine this man who had been begging and lifting up his arm, begging for food, uh, 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 for for money, for years. All of a sudden, somebody started to speak to him. I'm sure many people passed by him and. And you know, as he lift up his arm for arms, they would just throw the money or give the money, but nobody have stopped to talk to him or to interact with him. But this particular day, Peter and John stopped to talk to him. Peter said, "Look on us." Now, obviously, when Peter said it, this man had to stop. He had to pay attention, he had to look, he had to lift up his eyes and to see who was talking to him, and he had to engage. And then Peter made a comment, he said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I gave to you. Now the question that you need to answer for yourself is what do you have? What are you carrying? Are you able to say to people who are desperate, Who are bound in sin, who are addicted, who are bound by demonic activities or evil spirits, to say to them, Look at me. You see, Peter and John were carrying the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, so they could say to this man, Look on us. When Jesus promised the disciple uh, about the the Holy Spirit coming, Jesus said in in, in, um, John chapter 14, He will be with you, and He will be in you. There is a difference of the Holy Spirit just coming, but Jesus was saying he He would be with you and He would be in you. That means everywhere we go, the Holy Spirit is there, and He is in us and with us. Now, we need to be conscious and to acknowledge His presence. You see, if you are in the presence of somebody and you are are, are communing with that person, you have to acknowledge their presence. It is possible to be in the presence of somebody and not know that you are in the presence of that person or never acknowledge that person. If you do not acknowledge this presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, it makes no difference for you. Hello? Right now in this room, there are a lot of uh, 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 TV Uh, 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 singers in this room. There are a lot of pictures. There are a lot of uh, 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 videos in this room. There are a lot of sounds in this room. But the reason why you're just hearing only what I'm saying is because you are tuned in to the channel that we have. If you tune into other channels, you will hear and you will see the other sounds and the other pictures. It is the same with the Holy Spirit. We need to be tuned in to His presence say hallelujah say hallelujah the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit the the, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives can bring a difference, can bring transformation and bring healing and bring deliverance to people when we acknowledge and we are, are focused on what the Spirit of God is able to do in our lives Peter said to him Look on us. And the Bible says he gazed on them. And when he did, Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I gave to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. You see, we need to recognize there is the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives for him to bring change, bring changes. To people, And that's what Peter did. He and John was able to focus on this man and let him know that because of the presence and the power of God in our lives, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can change your situation. God wants us as believers to change situations that we come in contact with. And we need to be able to say to people, look at us. Do you have the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit upon your life? So much so that people can notice what God is doing in your life. If you don't, I want to encourage you to cultivate the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. No matter who you are, if you you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then we've been telling you that the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is available. God wants you to be baptized for the Holy Spirit, He wants you to live a Spirit-filled life. And to live a Spirit-filled life, we need to be so saturated and so conscious of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. Say Amen. Amen. Second thing that I, I want you to understand about the, the uh, uh, Spirit-filled life is that you need to trust God. Say it with me. Say, trust God. Trust. You need to trust God with all your heart. Or you need to believe in the finished work of Jesus. Amen. Peter spoke to the uh, 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 beggar. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now what Peter was asking this man to do was impossible. Okay, This man had been at the gate for 38 years and he had not walked. He had to trust people to bring him in the morning and take him back in the evening. And every day, every week, every month, every year, for 38 years, this man had to be brought and taken back. And now Peter was saying, and John was saying to him, rise up and walk. You see, you have to trust God with all your heart. The passage we read earlier, the Bible says, trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. His own understanding was this, it was an impossible situation. But he had to trust that what God was doing, even Peter and John had to trust that what Jesus told them to do, they could do, and we as believers need to trust what God has given and empowered us and equipped us to do, we need to trust that God is able to bring it to pass. And we need to put a demand on the word of God and on the finished work of Jesus to bring it to pass. Peter and John said, In the name of Jesus, Christ, rise up and walk. You see, we need to understand also that as we go and minister to people, there are times people have been in situations for so long that even though they want to be delivered from that situation, but sometimes there is a blockage concerning it. And we need to allow the power of the name of Jesus to break down through every barrier. Peter said, rise up and walk. This man did not just get up and walk. In, in some of the cases when Jesus spoke to people to rise up and walk, they got up and walked. But the, the Bible tells us with this particular man, Peter had to reach out his hand and pull him up. You see, sometimes we need to help people. We need to give them a boost. We need to make sure that we don't just leave situations just to change. We need to believe God and give people a help, and aid, to lift them out of their situation. Labor. Sometimes they don't understand how to deliver. And Peter and John said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible tells us Peter uh, um, lifted him up. And then when he lifted him up, this man had to trust God. He had to trust Peter. He had to trust John. And he had to get up. He had to put his weight on his foot. I've never walked and the Bible says when he did, the power of God went through his legs. And he began to walk, to run, and to jump. Leaping and jumping and going into the temple. And because of his that miracle, the Bible says 5,000 people came to the Lord. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. We need to believe and trust the power of God to break down barriers... And to bring to pass in our life, in our story, our situation, what God alone can do. The promised work of Jesus. Jesus has completed his work. He has given us the power to do the work of the ministry. And we need to be bold. We need to be confident. We need to trust him that he will do what he says he will do. And we need to put a demand on the word of God to bring to pass what God has promised. The Bible tells us that this man had to believe God. There are people, and there will be some of you who are listening, uh, uh, who may be experiencing difficult situations in your life, and I'm here to let you know that Jesus can change your situation and your circumstances. Jesus can bring victory to you. The supernatural power of God can can, can come can so Touch your life and, do, and can break the chains of bondage from over your life. Sickness and disease that you may be facing, God can bring healing to you if you would trust God and allow Him to work in you. If you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt and allow God to do that which You He wants to do in your life. If you will yield yourself to God, God can break forth over you. Miracles happen, and miracles are still happening. There are some people who question whether or not miracles happen, but I'm telling you, I am am a miracle. Amen. Miracles happen. We've seen people being healed, being delivered, being set free, over and over and over again. Amen. And you need to trust that God is able to come into your situation and to touch your life and to bring deliverance to you. We need to trust Him with all our heart. Amen. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1, my son, do not forget my law, but let them, let your heart keep my commands. It is important for us to trust the word of God and to, and to be confident in what God is doing in our lives. You see, the secret to a successful life is found in one person and that is in Jesus. If you will be a successful person, if you will fulfill your plans and your purposes and your destiny, you have to believe in Jesus. Amen. And Jesus made available when he was here, and he opened to us the power of the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can experience the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit and to trust him. The Holy Spirit wants to help us to live this Christian life. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 7, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will be like a, a, a um, like rivers of living water flowing out of you. Amen. And you can trust so that your life can be an example and your life can bring life to others and to experience it. Say amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says... Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends,
0: we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com.